Hi guys, welcome to Library Overload. This is Tavia. This is Susie. Don't forget to check us out online on our blog, which is libraryoverload.home.blog. And also check us out on Instagram and Facebook, and it's just Library Overload there. fun episode this past week was pride week in chattanooga yes so we like to be different down here <laughs> i know everyone else's was in the summer mm-hmm. but we went ahead and read as many awesome lgbtq books we could and then also listed out a bunch that we may have mentioned but not really talked about and so i'm very pleased yeah i'm not gonna use excited because we always no but i am i'm very excited about this episode i've been looking forward to it <laughs> i know it's, it's, I, it was a lot of fun to do i i had seen several new books come out or at least new to me books that came out mm-hmm. and i was really excited to check them out and get into them i have a lot of thoughts yes i am ready to discuss all right let's get going then So my very big discussion piece that I would like to bring to the table is Once and Future. It's by Amy Rose Capetta and Corey McCarthy. This is a gender-swapped King Arthur. That sounds fun. It sounds amazing. So King Arthur is Ari, and she lives in... Is she Queen Arthur? No. No. Oh. She goes by King. Okay. She Get lives, it, girl. <laughs> she lives in a world where old Earth was kind of ruined by what we did to the planet. And now there are different planets, spaceships, all this stuff. Super cool. So what happens is King Arthur is reincarnated to an to an extent, when the current, the newest King Arthur is born, they don't know that they're King Arthur. Merlin wakes up. However long it is after the previous Arthur died, hmm. Merlin wakes up and goes and finds Arthur and then tells them, you're King Arthur. So it's I need not to train set you. in the medieval times. No. Oh, cool. No, it is in future, in space, and spaceships. And it's wonderful. King Arthur in space. I know. It's so cool. And I am so mad. Oh, that's so, not good. The, the premise, the idea, the story, amazing. The writing, a little bit lacking. Mm. And I, I mean, a lot of bit lacking. I ne- that was a super southern, like. A little bit lacking. Yeah, you, you like, like took the G right <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, I, that's how mad I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the more angry I get, the more Southern I sound. That's a thing. I think mine comes out a lot when I'm tired. I get that. But anyway, so I, I never write good read reviews. I normally just put a star rating and I'm done. Mm-hmm. Me too. I eviscerated the writing in my review. Like I was so oh, angry wow. about it that I wrote a review Wow. And it was just, I don't understand how the book got published in the the form that it's in because there are time jumps. All of a sudden, there's someone there that wasn't really introduced. 
characters die and you're not given the chance to either mourn them or even understand why their death was important and it's just an ill-conceived idea yeah and there's a huge time jump and what happened like you just kind of move on or all of a sudden they they land on some planet and it's just like oh i guess i'm i'm supposed to understand what goes on on this planet like i don't Mm. i don't know the world building wasn't good (sighs) it was so frustrating i don't understand why this wasn't fixed in editing and part of me is wondering because it's two authors was that was that an issue where there may be just some miscommunication going Mm -hmm. on like i don't know it just wasn't very cohesive it was it was so annoying and i was just i kept thinking to myself like there aren't a lot of LGBTQA characters in literature anyways. Mm-hmm. They they deserve better. They deserve right. better writing because the story sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. And some parts of it are awesome. Like this is a universe where when you first meet someone, you it's in different terminology, but you basically figure out are you straight gay trans asexual like it's like is that what you're cool that's what we'll go with non-binary there was a character that went by they and them and it was just it wasn't a big deal glossed over because it's not a big deal and it was just this is so amazing and Mm -hmm. it was so poorly written it was so frustrating Uh. it ended on a pretty big cliffhanger and the second book comes out next year and I really, really hope that they get their shit together mm-hmm. because I would love to finish. I would love to finish the series mm-hmm. because it's great. Just the writing. Mm-hmm. So you think the writing could be improved upon um, by the next? Do you think it will be improved upon by the next book? I hope so because every single person, every single review person I've talked to about it, no one likes the writing. They can't not hear when people Mm. are saying that right like all the reviews i saw there were some people that were just like oh it's so great and i'm assuming they just they don't read a lot of stuff this Mm -hmm. might be the one book every six months that they read so Mm. this might be amazing to them and that's great but to those of us that read a lot and dedicate time and energy to it Mm -hmm. the writing is it's mm -mm, it's not okay that's frustrating to be that i was i was so excited to read it it's a beautiful cover it's a mate the idea is amazing and the 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 writing is just ridiculous it made me so mad oh, that's I, was, frustrating. I was so mad yeah because it sounds like a, a completely awesome premise so king good. arthur gender in swap space. in space i know it has mm. all the best things all the best things that's unfortunate yeah i'm real mad maybe they'll get it together I hope so. I really, really hope so. I'm going to check out the next book mm-hmm. because I, I do hope that they get better. Mm-hmm. And you're right because there's not a lot of LGBTQ stuff out there that the stuff we put out there needs to be mm-hmm. on point. It's like they say with women, you have to try twice as hard to get the same notice. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same with books like this. If you don't do them justice, people are going to stop writing them. Exactly. And that would be a shame. Yeah. It's so frustrating. I had such high hopes for it. That's a bummer. So, give me one that you enjoyed then. Okay. I loved all of mine. Good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with Romancing the Inventor. That's by Gail Carriger. 
My English is bad. <laughs> Carriger. C-A-R-R-I-G-E-R. Carriger. Okay. Anyway, it, I give it four stars. I didn't realize until after I found out what it was that it was a novella in a bigger series. Okay. But you can read it as a standalone, which I did. Um, but it's part of the Parasol Protectorate series. The first in that series is called Soulless. And they're set in the 1870s in England. And the Parasol Protectorate is a group that forms to keep control of the supernatural forces. Vampires, werewolves, and the like. Sure. And Queen Victoria forms this committee because she thinks the supernatural creatures are getting a little out of hand. Sure. Obviously. So, this series has two novellas in it that are about the gay characters in the community. So, one is a lesbian and one is a gay. So, male, male, female, female. The one I read was Romancing the Inventor, and it is... Um, I it's, It was really fun. It's steampunk. It's supernatural. It's romance. It was just a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. So, Imogene is kind of a country girl, and she gets a job in the vampire nest mansion in town. So, it's like the big castle in town and the little village. She gets a job as a parlor maid. However, she's really drawn to the eccentric inventor Genevieve that is working for the vampires. Oh. And she's she's kind of working against her will. Like she she's indentured to the vampires. Mm. And so Genevieve and Imogene kind of fall in love and it's like Imogene feels like she's reaching above her station. She's worried about it, but there's also supernatural junk going down that's pretty awesome (laughs) and it was really short because it's a novella um but it was a lot of fun i I just thought it was super cute that's great yeah i love all of the things about this yeah supernatural steampunk victorian england no all of those things are awesome yeah completely amazing i and i I can't i want to go read the rest of the series you should yes i think i've heard of soulless but I think that soulless is a word that's used in a few mm-hmm. titles, so yeah. I might be crazy. But um, it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, it sounds like right up my alley mm-hmm. because it's it is a romance series, a romance paranormal. Reverse that, a paranormal romance series. Uh, and the first one, the lady that it's about is soulless, and that's how she can keep track of the supernatural beings because she has no soul for them to sway Ah. or something like that but it's just lots of fun and the other book the other novella is about two werewolves Hmm. so yeah just lots of fun i i appreciate that in the bigger scheme of this romance series they took the time to write two novellas about the lgbtq characters Mm -hmm. which was really fun do you know if the characters are still highly featured in the normal series I believe the, so the, the soulless is, I'm trying to say this without giving it away. Genevieve has a friend that helps her that is the soulless lady from the original series that the original series is about. So she's featured in this novella a lot and this story is about her in the, the larger series. Okay. So, yes, I think so. Okay. But I didn't realize it was in a larger series until I was into it already. Gotcha. I was just looking for things that I thought might strike my fancy. 
for reading for this episode. Gotcha. And it just, it was so much fun. And it was a really short read. I think it was only like 200 pages or something like that. Mm. So, okay. Lots of fun. All right. My next one is one that's been on my radar for a very long time. So I finally got around to reading it. This is A Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. And that's by Mackenzie Lee. Yes. I've been seeing this one a lot. Yes. I thought it was all right. The You're bumming me out, man. I know. I'm sorry. But all of my <laughs> other books I'm excited to okay, talk about. Okay. <laughs> um, so this follows Henry Montague. He goes by Monty. He, That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> he was born a gentleman. His father is, I believe, a duke. So he's bred to take over the estate for mm-hmm. his father. His father's a jackass. <laughs> like, Fun times. The worst of the worst. Uh, Monty is sent to different universities. He is kicked out for different, out of different universities for gambling, uh, excessive libations, and sleeping with men and women. All right. So, uh, not not doing great, Monty. So his father is like as a last ditch kind of thing to maybe like this will get it out of his get it out of his system. His father allows Monty. And Felicity, his younger sister, Mm -hmm. along with Monty's best friend and also huge crush, crush, Percy, to go on a tour of Europe. The Grand Tour. I want to go on a tour of Europe. Why does no one give me this opportunity? I know, right? Apparently that was a thing that they did, and I'm very sad I missed out. Right, because I would have been perfect for this era. (laughs) It's when you're pale and you're chubby. And, and it was a sign of nobility in class. And so I would have been wealthy. Do you think you would have been wealthy? Yes. In my fantasy world, <laughs> I can be whatever I want. <laughs> so I would have toured Europe. I would have been rich. I would have been well off. It would have been nice. <laughs> so anyways, so they go on this tour. and But of course, Monty's father isn't just going to let these three children basically run amok. Amok, amok, amok. I knew you were going to do that. His father gives them a chaperone. And it is a man that is very excited to visit all the museums and the operas and the this and all it's these me. things. It's me. No, it's Tavia. Tavia is in the book. I could be the chaperone. <laughs> <laughs> Except but, I would really not chaperone all that much. I'd be like, yeah, just. Y'all do what you need. I'm going to be over here. Yeah. No, but he is very much Monty. We are not going to be going to be drinking tonight. We will be at the opera, and you are going to sit and you are going to enjoy this music. Uh, and Monty's- we could be drunk at the opera. That's the kind of chaperone I'd be. <laughs> well, Monty's chaperone was not not <laughs> you. So they eventually ditch the chaperone in Versailles at a nice. huge party. Monty hooks up with a beautiful Parisian girl. And is caught in the uh, prime minister's apartments with her, with her corset undone. Oh, heavens. And he is completely naked. Nice. And is chased out onto the property of Versailles. (laughs) Butt ass naked. Nice. (laughs) So he gets in some trouble. I I can imagine. But before he was chased out, he stole... Just a little trinket out of the prime minister's apartments. As as you would. 
it wasn't a trinket. Yeah. And they're looking for it. Oh. So, Monty, Percy, and Felicity get themselves in some shit trying to fix Monty's <laughs> mistake by stealing this not trinket. <laughs> Monty's a little bit, and of course he is because he is the son of a duke, but he's very privileged and very obnoxious with his um, selfishness mm. and he's he's just not very likable mm. that's a bummer it i still enjoyed it i still liked the story the second of this series is following felicity and she was amazing she was mm-hmm. hysterical and i can't i can't wait to kind of see what her book is mm-hmm. like i saw the um her series or her book the other day mm-hmm. and i thought that it sounded really intriguing it's it does sound very interesting because she is a young woman back in the 1800s that wants to become a doctor but of course you know you can't you must Obviously. you must worship your husband and have his babies mm-hmm. and so that's her kind of uh fight in life so i would love to i would love to see kind of how she gets herself into that nice so that sounds fun that does sound fun cool cool well i'm going to another one that's kind of everywhere right now and this is of fire and stars and that's by audrey colthurst i did not know that this would be one we could read for this episode yes that's awesome yes Tell me about it. I know nothing about it. I mean, I had been seeing it everywhere. Yeah. And so I was really excited. And I gave it five stars. I loved it. Now, the second book in the series took three years to come out. (laughs) It just came out this August. This first one came out in 2016. I I don't know if the second book is going to be the final book or not. Mm -hmm. It's really vague about that. It makes me think maybe not. Mm. Which kind of bumps me out. Did it end on a cliffhanger? Not a, like, massive cliffhanger, but the story definitely should continue. Okay. Um, there's there's definitely going to be some stuff that we need to discuss. Gotcha. Um, but this book is about Denalea. She goes by Dena. And she has been betrothed to the Prince of Maneria since childhood. Her marriage is going to seal an alliance between her country and Maneria, okay? But she also has a secret. She has fire power, fire magic. And in Binaria, all magic is banned. So she kind of has to keep her magic under wraps sure. or they're going to persecute her. Of course. As you do. Right. So when she gets to her new home, instead of falling in love with the prince she's betrothed to, her eye catches on his sister. <laughs> and his sister is... Um, in charge of all the horses and stuff. She's very stubborn. She hates wearing dresses. She does not want to be a royal, really. She just wants to be left alone to tend to the horses and enjoy her freedom. Uh, But nobody really cares what she wants. So her and Denna, there's a shocking... And her name is Amaranthan. And I struggled with that because of Amarantha. Right. That's immediately where my head went, yeah. Right. So they call her Mare most of the time, though. Okay. It's a horse thing. No, I do know what a mare is. Thank you. (laughs) I just meant the horse reference with Amaranth. Anyway, there's a shocking event that happens, an assassination. And it forces Denna and Mare to work together. And they form an amazing friendship. And then it starts to turn into something else. But then it's like, if Mare doesn't marry the prince, the alliance won't stand. And 
Like, do you do your duty to your country, to your kingdom? Do you follow your heart? Oh. Yes. It's YA fantasy lesbian romance. Which is basically your jam. Right? It's so much fun. Like, I love the world building was amazing. The story was amazing. And it was told alternatingly in Mare's perspective and Denna's perspective. Okay. So you really get a very good picture in... It's just, it was, it was just awesome. Hmm. I can't wait to read the next one. I think it's called Of Ice and Shadows. But one of the things, like, Denna's magic kind of becomes out of control. And she gets carried away with it. And that's a big part of the story. And it was just, Hmm. it was a lot of fun. That's great. Yeah. Okay. My third one that I was going to read, but it didn't. Uh, become available at the library until Friday, so like two days ago. Oh, wow. This is called Gideon the Ninth, and this is by Tamsin Muir, and it's T-A-M-S-Y-N-M-U-I-R. Okay. And it is a sci-fi. The tagline on the front of the cover is lesbian necromancers. Yes. I know. And I was sign like, me up. I didn't even read the back of the book. I was like, Let, yeah. Sign, no, me sign me up. Yeah. Yes. It sounds amazing. So the synopsis is a whole lot of information going at you. I feel like it's it's too much on a synopsis. You know, it needs to be a little more vague. Yeah. So just to kind of clean that up a little bit, I'll just give you a little bit of information. I just picked it up. So I don't know how it's going to go. Don't know if I'm going to love it. I have high hopes i'm very excited i will also warn you this is the first of a series and it just came out Mm. but i was so excited that i had to pick it up yeah you never do that Mm -mm. uh well once in future is also a first of a series and the second one's not out yet so i'm just i'm breaking my rules i don't even know who you are anymore (laughs) so gideon the ninth it is a solar system of swordplay cutthroat politics, and lesbian necromancers. A deadly trial of wits and skill. And that's all I got. All right. But the cover is awesome. Yeah. The, what is it called? The pages that you see are black. Oh, okay. What is, I know there's probably a word for that, but I don't know what it's called. But, you know, like the the pages that you see when the book is closed, it's all black. And the cover is like a dark, dark and so it's just, ah. That sounds awesome. It's like all gothic and yeah. super cool. And I'm so excited. But the synopsis is kind of confusing. So I'm not really sure what's Yeah, I hate up. when books do that and they mm-hmm. kind of muddle things about. Yeah, the, the synopsis was so confusing that I didn't feel comfortable enough to like transpose it and try to explain what it was about. Mm-hmm. So I will read it and I will let you guys know. Okay. But I'm very excited about it. Yes. It looks so, so good. I cannot wait to read it. I mean, lesbian necromancers. That's, that sounds amazing. That's all I need to know. Really? Right. right. I Any other book that I've had necromancy in, I've mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoyed. So. Awesome. I'm very excited. You do tend to pick up a few necromance type books. I, I do. I do. I think something about death magic, it probably goes along with my weirdness for forensics. Yeah. You know, it's probably hand in hand. Yeah. But... Very excited about it. Interesting. I wonder what a therapist would say about you. So much. <laughs> so much. They'd be like, can I bring in a colleague? <laughs> Probably. They're like, 
this one's so weird. We're going to have to consult some people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So my next one, I need you to bear with me on. Is this the one I'm most excited about? (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to tell you guys about this book. And I'm going to tell it to you in pieces. And I'm not going to reveal the name of the book until after I'm done telling you about it, okay? (laughs) So, again, bear with me, okay? Because this is not going to be for everybody. But I loved it. It's a polyam series. I guess you could call it a menage. It's three people. I don't don't know. A thruple, if you will. I don't know where the line is between polyam and menage. I, I really don't understand that distinction. I don't either. Anyway, so Katie is a small town girl. Um, This is set in England, by the way. She's a small town girl. She just graduated college. She doesn't want to go like the corporate route. She dreams of owning her own horse riding school. Mm -hmm. And so she has her horse. She's renting space in this farm but she dreams that one day she'll have enough money to be able to buy the school and and help underprivileged youths be able to achieve their dream of being able to ride as well okay then there are two guys carl and rick they're a couple but they want a girl to be in their relationship as well And they have a big secret and a thing that they're looking for the girl for, specifically. Oh. So, the way that they go about this is they put an ad out that they will pay someone to date them. And they do like a six-month trial to be with them, to have sex with them. And this is where Katie meets them. Because she's like, oh, easy money. (laughs) And sex. (laughs) Plus, she says she's always dreamed of being with two guys. Okay. So, they fall in love. Oh, my. They really, really do fall in love. It's quite amazing. But Katie also has a secret. Carl's company that he works for, he's like a big wig corporate company. Katie's dad is actually the owner of the company. Ooh. But her dad left her mom. Her mom was the secretary of the dad. And he got the secretary knocked up and left. And stayed with his real family. So Katie and her dad have serious issues. But Katie's dad is also Carl's, like, role model in life. Oh, no. Yes. But then there's also this big secret that the guys want from the girls. And, or the girl. And it's just, it's just so much fun, okay? There's horse riding. There's British smut. There's all kinds of wonderfulness. And it's a really, really good story. It is not a smut book for the sake of it it is legitimately a really good story mm-hmm. so so what's the title oh Tanya? this is also by jade uh- west <laughs> remember i told you she was gonna be one of my writer dies yeah yes this is the first book that i read by her okay uh and i got to save it for this episode i was really excited about it so what's the title the title is called sugar daddies <laughs> <laughs> And Susie hasn't been able to stop laughing about it since I told her. the cover. The cover. The cover isn't even relevant to the story. It's ridiculous. It's completely absurd. I don't even want to tell you about it. I'm just going to put it in show notes. Okay. It doesn't matter. The cover is zero amounts relevant to the story. 
whatsoever. Yeah, it is kind of weird, especially since you said, like, it's a legitimate story, like, mm-hmm. well-written, all of that. Yes. Why would you make such a, I don't even know a good word tacky? for Tacky? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, tacky, like, oh, I'm just, like, well-written porn. Kind of, like, it just, right. it, that's what it looks like. And it's really not. And that's why I wanted to save the name of it sure. to the end. But the the website that Katie goes on is sugardaddies.com. Mm. Because Carlin Rick are a little bit older than she is. Gotcha. But it is a legitimately really good story. It sounds very good. Yes. I might pick it up one of these days. There's not a ton of smut in it. There's definitely some, but there's not a ton. That's not what it's about. Gotcha. But the title and the book cover would lead you to believe that. Gotcha. But shockingly, it's like a really well-written universe. It has a happy ending. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Hmm. Very, very good. Yes. I gave it four stars. I am going to mention one more book mm, i've got two more books that i've never talked about on the podcast that i have read mm-hmm. and then i'm just gonna rapid fire like name off a few that we've mm-hmm. mentioned several times okay okay do it so i've got a children's book it is a storybook and it is the most precious thing i've ever read in my entire life that's awesome so this is called a day in the life of marlon bundo and this is by jill twist apparently Vice President Mike Pence has a rabbit named Marlon Bundo, I believe. And his daughters have been writing books about Marlon Bundo. Well. I'm interested to see where this is going to go. Well, someone at. What's the show that Trevor Noah is on? The. The Daily Show? Yes, The Daily Show, I think. I think it's The Daily Show. But it's one of those shows decided that they were going to write. A story about Marlon Bundo. So, Marlon Bundo is... To take over this terrible thing Mm -hmm. and make it better. It's so much better. Awesome. So, Marlon Bundo is a sweet little bunny. And he lives with his grandpa, Mike Pence. Well, one day, Marlon meets another boy bunny. And they fall in love. And they want to get married. But there's a mean stink bug that says, no, this is wrong. And everyone in the little animal community realizes that they could have a vote. And stink bug doesn't have to be in charge anymore. (laughs) So they vote. (laughs) And it's so precious. That sounds so precious. so precious like it's so so sweet like it's not like crazy political or anything Mm -hmm. but it's just it's so sweet and my favorite character is a hedgehog named dill prickle (laughs) (laughs) that is amazing there's a uh a bookstagrammer that I follow that every month she does a giveaway, but instead of like tag three friends or something like that, she'll be like, all right, and you've got to work for your entry. And last month's was tell me one of your favorite animal characters from a book. And I was like, don't break that's hysterical. He's so sweet. Yeah. I love Dill Prickle and I love Marlon. That's Bundo. a mouthful. That's hard to say. It is. I've said it a lot. Because <laughs> every time I talk to someone, I'm like, have you heard of this book? It's got a hedgehog named Dill Prickle. <laughs> but my favorite thing about the book is all of the proceeds go to the Trevor Project and AIDS United. That's amazing. 
hundred percent. And so it's just, it's such a sweet story. It's a little gay bunnies just want to get married. And then all of the proceeds go to charity. And it's, it's fantastic. That's it makes awesome. me so happy. I read it one day just for a few minutes. I had been, I had seen it around and I was like, I've got to pick this up and just sat in the bookstore and read it really fast. And oh. knew, I want to own it. Like it's oh. so, so precious. That is amazing. That's amazing. We need to put it on our child's reading yes. schedules. <laughs> okay. My next one. I caveat i'm not finished with okay it is a short book it's only 180 pages and i was over ambitious in how quickly i could get it done like i thought sure we only have a day left i bet i can get that in i do that too though but it, i just life got away from me so i'm only about 50 percent finished with it but what i have read so far is the best thing i've ever read it's like not the best thing okay. i've ever read i was like but it's what? amazing I, my notes say the most adorable freaking thing ever <laughs> It's so awesome. Okay, so this is called Boy Meets Boy, and that's by David David Leviathan. He is quite prolific in gay YA. I did not know that. Yes. I have been seeing this book everywhere. He's He's got several gay YA books, oh, and then he, he's written others as well. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's got several books out. Well, this one was written in 2005, which I thought was cool, because there's no, like... Right. It's before smartphones and, and junk. So it's just, they pass notes and stuff. And That's it's, so cute. Okay, so this book is about Paul. And he has the cutest meet cute in the history of always with Noah. But then... I have a book with the cutest meet cute in the history of always. I'm going to tell you about it in a minute. We'll okay. see. But Noah, but Paul does something that kind of blows things with Noah. Mm. And so then we have to work about getting back together, okay? But they live in, like, the coolest town on the planet. Okay, so first of all, the meet-cute happens at, a, at the local indie bookstore on Gay Stafarian Night. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so the DJ is playing Rastafarian music, and it's a, uh, he's gay, and it's a, uh, a local meetup for the LGBTQ community at the bookstore. So they call it Gay Stafarian Night. That's amazing. So much fun. Okay. So that's like the most precious meet cute. Okay. I just think it is. You can decide what you will later. Then the going to the school. Like this is the most inclusive, amazing school Aww. ever. The football quarterback is also the homecoming queen. Ah! So the, and not in, like, a mean way? No. The homecoming <gasps> oh. queen, well, the football qu- quarterback used to be Daryl and is now, goes by Infinite Darlene and is the most amazing drag queen that's the sassiest person ever. So she is also, she's the homecoming queen and she is also the star quarterback and nobody cares. They just let her do it. Aww. Yes. Then we have the cheerleading squad who rides Harleys. Oh. Yes. And in town, they have the Joy Scouts. So this is, it says, we used to have a troop of Boy Scouts. But when the Boy Scouts decided gays had no place in their ranks, our Scouts decided the organization had no place in our town. So they changed their name and carried on. So they're the Joy Scouts now. I love that. Yes. I would be in the Joy Scouts. I would too. As long as they didn't make me camp. 
they were taking guitar lessons from um i am in a person when we passed them in this group also the ice cream parlor in town is called ice cream parlor and they show horror movies while you wait for your ice cream <laughs> that sounds like something your husband would be so excited about yes ice cream yes. and horror yes <laughs> i took a screenshot to show him i haven't talked to him about it yet but i was like this sounds like a brilliant idea ice cream that's like perfect but like this is the most tolerant and amazing place inclusive yeah. and it's like what can happen to young people when they feel supported and like Paul talks about how there's so many different organizations at all the different pep rallies they have to limit it to 12 groups can talk at once and <laughs> like he's on all these different committees and there's just so much inclusiveness and there is one character who has really religious parents and so they talk about how they try to pray his gay away and that sort of stuff. And so they, they discuss that and they talk about some of the tough issues, but in the context of this really, really fun world. Hmm. And one of the things that I wanted to, to mention is Paul's ex-boyfriend, Kyle, he dated Paul for a couple of months and then he decided, no, I think I still like girls. And so then he comes back and he's like, maybe I do like guys still. And so Paul's like, so you're bisexual? And he's like, I don't really like that word. And he's like, it makes me feel like I'm divided. And Paul's like, when you're really doubled. And Kyle says, do I really have to find a word for it? Can it just be what it is? And Paul's like, of course, even though in the bigger world, I'm not so sure. Hmm. But it's like, yeah, do we have to have a label for absolutely everything? Right. And I just thought that was really cool. So like, it's the most fun little universe ever but they're taking on some of the bigger issues mm-hmm. within the LGBTQ community, which, you know, the religious fanatics, the, you know, putting labels on everything. And it's just, and it's, it's high school. Like everything's the most dramatic it of could course. possibly be. And like, especially Infinite Darlene, she's hysterical. Apparently she has a Southern accent. She's in adopted and, it's just, it's, I can't wait to see how it ends. I want Paul and Noah to be together forever. <laughs> I want to live in that community. Right? The cheerleaders ride Harleys. There's Joy Scouts. They have gay safarian night. <laughs> like, this sounds like the most magical place ever. I, I want to awesome. go. <laughs> the copy I was reading, the cover, it says the 10th anniversary edition. So oh, that was, cool. That was 2015. But it was just... I thought it was fun because it took place before smartphones, so they're still passing notes to each other in the hallway. That's and funny. yeah, it's just lots of fun. It's so, so much fun. Love it. Yes. Okay, my last book that I've not talked about on the podcast is Carry On by Rainbow Rowell. This one is Simon Snow and Baz, our roommates at Watford School of Magics. Have you heard this one, read this one? No, I didn't know that that, uh, Rainbow Rowell wrote any fantasy type stuff. This was her first go. Nice. So in the book Fangirl that she wrote as well, her protagonist writes fan fiction for a book titled Carry On. And when she was writing the fan fiction for this book, she loved that universe so much that she was like... I'm going to make it into books. Nice. So, super cute. So, Simon and Baz are both um, 
wizards at the School of Magics. They're in their final year. They've been roommates this whole time, and they hate each other. Or do they? I do love a hate to love. (laughs) So, they're, um, yeah, so Simon calls Baz his greatest nemesis. It's so dramatic. I want to have a nemesis someday. I have a nemesis. I would be happy to share with you. Oh, yes. (laughs) We can both hate them together. Let's do it. (laughs) I feel like I'm very boring because I have no nemesis. Or... You don't have drama. This is very true. I live a drama-free life. And it sounds wonderful. You know, they say drug-free is the way to be, but (laughs) I I think it's drama-free. Maybe little drug, no drama. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? No, no drug, no drama. (laughs) Just putting that out there. No drug, no drama. No, it's already been said. It's out there now. (laughs) So, it's their last year of school it's one of it's kind of like hogwarts where you go and you stay on campus the Mm. entire year boarding school thank you god i don't have words it's okay so they are on campus and there's a magic eating monster walking around and it's made itself to look exactly like simon (sighs) so students are thinking that simon is going around and hurting other students, stealing oh, their magic, no. all of this. And it's so, so dramatic, so just explosive and just like, oh my God, what is going to happen? <laughs> and it's so sweet. It ends, but I guess Rainbow loved Simon so much that she decided to write a second. Oh. And then it just dropped a couple of weeks ago. Okay. And she just announced that she's going to make it a trilogy. Nice. So listen to the title. So we've got Carry On. And then we've got Wayward Son. And then the third book she just announces Anywhere the Wind Blows. <laughs> <laughs> so she I like really it. loves her some 80s. Like, yes. Yeah. As soon as I heard Wayward Son, I was like, wait, Carry On. Wayward Son. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we immediately went to Supernatural. Of course. Yes. But it's a really sweet story. I have not read the second one yet, but I do want to. I am Mm -hmm. interested in seeing what happens after the big bad is defeated, you know? Mm -hmm. And it sounds really cute. So I'm intrigued to see kind of how that goes. Nice. I'm just going to rapid fire. These are all ones that we've mentioned before. So my super adorable meet cute is in What If It's Us? Mm -hmm. And this one is by Becky Albertalli and Adam Silvera. Becky Albertalli is another YA author that writes a lot of gay romance as well. She's the one that did uh, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda. Oh, okay. So this one is Arthur and Ben. They have the cutest meet cute ever. They both end up in the same post office. And right when a flash mob starts dancing because the post office employee her boyfriend is proposing to her. That's so cute. they meet surrounded by this flash mob. So they're That's both like, cute. what? What is happening? I like, don't know if it's better than Gay Stefarian, though. I don't know, but flash mob is awesome. It is. It is awesome. Okay. So they're super sweet. Arthur is only in the city in New York for the summer. And so it's like, is this worth it? Do I pursue something? Mm-hmm. What is this going to do? And Arthur's very much into Broadway. And so What If Mm -hmm. It's Us is lyrics from a song in 
Dear Evan Hansen. Oh. And so music and Broadway is very heavy in this book. Oh, cool. So I thoroughly enjoyed yes, it. Yes. Super, super cute. I loved it so much. I read it in a, in one sitting. I sat down to just kind of check it out because I it seemed cute. And a few hours later, I was done. Nice. What a, like I love when that happens. Next up, I have Red, White, and Royal Blue. Casey yes! McKeeston. Oh, we, my gosh. We have waxed poetically enough about this book. Yes, we loved it. But we love it. It's amazing. I would read it again in a heartbeat. Like, I would, I, too. I can't wait to reread it. Like, it was mm-hmm. so wonderful. I was smiling so big reading this book. Yes. It just made you so happy. I know. And then, like, the female president's son and then the prince of wales like that's like the dream yes it's amazing yes okay next one i have is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo by taylor jenkins reed i cannot tell you is this a spoiler i cannot tell you anymore oh my gosh but it does feature many lgbtq characters Nice. nice and it is still beautiful and wonderful and all of the things nice i love it so much and then we have the mortal instruments by Cassandra claire she has a fabulous high warlock named magnus bane he's amazing he's my favorite character in the in there he's awesome he's wonderful her whole series it's a huge huge universe and she's got several series within this universe yes so uh, Magnus Bane is featured a lot in the Mortal Instruments series. However, she also gave him a book with five or six novellas in it, and it kind of goes backwards and forwards in time. So you kind of see Magnus when he was kind of in the beginnings of his life. And that's what happened in Peru. And finally you find out what happened in Peru. Yes. And all of that. And then... He and Alec are finally getting their own series, and I am so excited. I didn't know that. <gasps> you didn't. The first book is already out. That's amazing. <gasps> I'm so glad to be here for you. Yay. I can't wait to read it. So the first book is out, and it is called Red Scrolls of Magic. I've seen that. I didn't realize it's it was. It's Magnus and Alec. That's amazing. Magnus and Alec are my favorite couple. I love them even more than, like, Jason Cleary, like I love them. That's I love them the most. They're my favorite, probably because I love Magnus so much. Mm -hmm. He's he's a lot of fun. He's amazing. Now to read this series, will I have needed to have read her follow up uh, to the Mortal Instruments about Emma? I don't think so. I, from what I understand, Red Scrolls of Magic happens right after City of Heavenly Fire. Uh huh. So I think it comes after that war. Oh, okay, cool. So I think you'd be okay if you haven't read yes, the I haven't, other series. I haven't read because the Emma I, Carsters series I yet. haven't read that either because it, it just finished a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to get into it. So many books. And okay, these are just, big books. They are giant books. Yes. So it would take me some time. And you guys would have to hear about me. Well, guys, I'm still reading them. <laughs> I'll let you know when I'm done. Right. So... But Red Scrolls of Magic by Cassandra Clare. This is uh, following Magnus Bane and Alec, and I cannot wait to read them. All right, and then my final book is one that I talked about, I think, in the very, very first episode. So this is This Is How It Always Is by Lori mm-hmm. Frankel. This follows a family that has a little boy that one day decides, you know, I think I'm actually a girl. And so they raise her to be Poppy. I remember you talking about how you loved that name. Yes. And they raise her to be Poppy, and they actually relocate to an entirely different state in a more progressive community so that mm-hmm. Poppy can kind of grow up as who she is. 
And so the entire family keeps the secret. No one else except for the principal of the school knows that Poppy is trans. Oh, wow. And it's kind of you see this family and how tight-knit they are and how much they preserve this family secret. Mm -hmm. But what happens when it gets out? Mm. And it's so beautiful. I'm not – I do not have kids, and so I don't often read books about mothers or mothering children, Mm -hmm. things like that, because I – it's, it's over my head. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But this was wonderful. I loved it. I thought it was beautifully written. I thought it was so gorgeous. Awesome. And I, I thought it was amazing. So I hope we have given you guys plenty of stuff yes. to read. And, and we're kind of all over the place, too, with I know, fantasy, I, YA, yes, I had, I had adulties. Several, I had several YAs, so I was trying to make sure. So the Gideon the Ninth is uh, a sci-fi fantasy. And then... I've got an adult. I've, I've got two adults. I've got a children's book. I tried to keep it yeah. all across the board. Yeah. So. I had I had gothic era. Yes. Paranormal. Yes. I had YA fantasy. Regular YA. Yes. And then adult. A very adult. A very adult. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, just because you're you know older doesn't mean you don't still want to especially reading mm-hmm. about lgbtq characters sometimes you want that too like they don't have that enough agreed so yeah i'm i loved all of our books i i, I was so excited about this episode i was, I was like researching what i could read and loved all of my picks i did too i think yes. i all of our books are amazing mm-hmm. i have some issues with my first one yes but that is all i That's love good. them all good so know. yay well, uh, final note of housekeeping before we wrap up. I did decide on October's buddy read, and that's going to be House of Salt and Sorrows. So we're going to kind of go a little spooky with yes. it. And this is by Aaron A. Craig. Yes. And apparently it's also a retelling. Uh, so there's, is it? Mm-hmm, and there's like sisters, and they keep disappearing. Like there's 12 sisters. And I think that's the name of the original story, the 12 sisters. Oh. And so there's. I was going like virgin suicide. <laughs> Okay. Well, anyway, apparently some of the sisters keep disappearing, and there's murders, and there's mystery, okay. and it just sounds fun. All right. I yes. am I am intrigued to read it. Yes. So, I'm excited about it. Yeah. That'll be in a couple of episodes. Yes. Not this coming, not this next one, but the following. Yes. So you guys can definitely grab that book. It's fairly new. Mm-hmm. So definitely check it out, and then you can... Listen along with us. Yay. Yay. All right. Happy Pride, y'all. Yes. Happy Pride. Bye. Bye.